When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, it's another edition of Roycey Unchained. Patrick Roycey in Fort Myers. This is the voice of Manny Hill that you're hearing, not Judd Zolgad, because Judd, Patrick, I believe, is in New York still, and he's coming back, I think. I don't know. I don't know what Judd's going to be doing, but he went to New York over the weekend. And yes, I, is he going to get home? Uh, I mean, uh, I hope he's not trying to land in Rochester from some of the photos <laughs> I've seen. Yeah, My no. goodness. Yeah. This is an old-time snowstorm, and we didn't get it, right, in the Twin Cities, but it got buried in the uh, southwestern and yeah, southern we, Minnesota. We got a little bit of snow over the weekend, but it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't the uh, snownami that I think a lot of people were anticipating, but... It is cold as hell today, Patrick, <laughs> up here right hey, now. It uh, is right around zero right now. What's the date? The 24th? The 25th. The 25th. Let's see. One, two, three. Uh, <laughs> 31 days to opening day, boys. Start 31 shoveling. Days. 31 Start days. shoveling. <laughs> what? I, I was telling St. Peter who's down here that they said, why don't you just call them off now? Reschedule them for later. <laughs> what the, You know, you remember when last year they got snowed out of three White Sox games in a row? Just yeah. throw off, blow off the whole series and have a reopener or some other time. Man, alive. Yeah. It's a joke. But the yeah. uh, the bats are uh, the bats are looking pretty good so far early well, in the Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Buxton uh, played his uh, first game on Saturday night, and uh, first ball, uh, he came up, he hit a rocket to center field. Now we're talking about, you know, they're not breaking out the 18 pitchers here, but uh, what was interesting is the second time they threw him a changeup on three and two, and it was just a rope out mm. to a left field. But it was a, you know, it was a committed swing. There was none of that three-piece, you know, do I want to swing at this or not? And uh, he, he went after it and, and hit it hard. And he is uh, visibly a little thicker in the shoulders and the arms. Okay. He's, uh, you know, they, he's saying 20. I don't believe it's 20. But uh, if it's 12 or 13, it's 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 muscle. And He's bulked up I, a little bit. Yeah, and I don't think it's to hit as much as to get, just be stronger, you know, because he's – you know, he wears he's he, so he can, he, prone to injuries and everything. Yeah. If he goes crashing into the center field yeah, wall, maybe the wall not worried about him getting injured Maybe anymore, the wall right? will move instead of him. But, uh, uh, but yeah, he looks good, and he just looks uh, – you know, we thought they were idiots not calling him up last year, mm-hmm. and, and we really knew they were idiots when they started trying to explain it because it didn't make any sense. He was <laughs> Levine was not speaking English. But uh, maybe they did – 
you know, irritate him to the point he's, you know, saying, I'll show you bleepers. But he uh, hit the, those two balls yesterday. I said, sign him to that extension while you still can. <laughs> and uh, I think Sano's, uh I haven't heard officially yet, but I thought Sano's, uh boot might be coming off today. He looks good physically, but we haven't seen him play yet because of the cut he suffered in the celebration down there when they won the championship. And uh, the other, uh, and and uh, Kepler started off really looked good. Yeah, he had two bombs he, yesterday, he right? Two home runs right off the bat. Now the wind was howling, but he hit them both good, and then he got a hit the third time. I think he's going to end up being a leadoff hitter. Really? They don't want to, well, they need somebody to draw a walk, you know? Yeah. Uh, they, they don't have a leadoff guy. Polanco, they're looking at. It's either Polanco or Kepler. And trouble is, Polanco is not a doesn't is not a real on base guy. He could run, uh, you know, he can run and he could do it. But uh, it's it's obvious. Rocco doesn't really tell you anything real, you know. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a nice guy. He answers questions, but he's not going to say, "Yeah, we're looking at Kepler." As our leadoff guy, because we don't have any on-base guys on this whole bleeping team, you know. Do you think he's that not going to say that? Do you think that this is going to be something that they toy around with? You know, with yes. just a bunch of different lineups, or we're just going to see a bunch of oh, oh, we're going to no, see really. like twelve different lineup combinations in the first month or so of this thing. Uh, oh yeah, you're going to. Uh, oh, I don't know. Once the season started, no, I th- I think this is modern analytics gone wild, where the lineup is going to be based on who you're playing that night. Okay. You're not going to have the guy. You know, they're they're going to. You know, this we we have given ourselves. The, the fighting twins have given themselves completely to baseball as a science, not an art, <laughs> philosophy, and like so many teams have. And, uh, yeah, I think there's – but what they are doing is looking for an effective leadoff hitter because mm-hmm. there's nobody that comes out and, and screams at you, bat this guy first. So if indeed if Kepler's getting on base and he's uh, getting pitches to hit and he's uh, looks confident he could stay there because no matter what they're doing elsewhere in the lineup you need that you need somebody at the top to start the game and uh, you need somebody who's got a chance to get on base. I mean, let's face it, uh, Maurer and Grossman were their two best on base guys and yeah. they're both they're both gone and all they've added is. Uh, is uh, home runs, you know, Crone. And, uh, now Neil they got the Mar- Marwin guys. Gonzalez, you know, is a hell of a pickup for him. Yeah. But he's not an on-base guy either. He's a, you know, he doesn't get a lot of walks. But uh, is there anything more valuable, Manny, in modern baseball when you got three-man and four-man benches than having a guy who can play oh, gosh. left, center, right, first, second, third, and short? I did. Uh, we did uh, write that down for Mackie and Judd with Rami on Friday with no with no Phil and no Judd. And I and one of my <laughs> one, of, one of my write that downs was that Marwin Gonzalez will play at least six different positions for the Twins in 2019. I mean, oh. the fact that you can just put him anywhere is is it's a hell of a pickup. It's for unlikely him. that he'll play center field because if he's playing, you know, let's say. If he's in a lineup and Buxton's not, they'll just put Rosario or Kepler in center field because they like both of them better. 
as outfielders. But he could also, if you're moving guys around, you know, if you play 18 innings and it lasts hour, seven hours and 20 minutes, uh, like <laughs> the uh, Red Sox and, uh, did last year with the Dodgers, then he might end up there. But it'll be left, right, and all four infield positions, probably second, short, and third. But he's going to get 600 bats. He's going to start 100. If he stays healthy, and there's no reason to think he won't, he's going to start 140. He's an everyday player. It's just who is he playing for, you know. So, What do you think of the – how's the rotation look in your mind? What are you thinking of how how good this rotation is going to be? You know, Barrios, I like. Gibson is good. Uh, you know, Gibson figured it out, and he's he's not great. But I I think a lot of it, the, you know, the we we we've now fixed Odorizzi. I don't know exactly know what it is, but they've convinced themselves that he's doing some things. But I I really think a lot of it relies on him, don't you? If he Odorizzi, yeah. I mean, yeah. if he's as, if he's as substandard four and two thirds as he was last year. <laughs> Uh, then they're, uh, you know, then they're, then they're in trouble. I don't think. I think we're going to have our share of openers. That's, uh, that's. Uh, yeah. I, I think we might have our share of openers here this year. So uh, now, Mark. Much to Brett, your chagrin. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I, I haven't told Rocco yet that I boycott games when the openers are when they're using an opener. I haven't told him. He hasn't figured me out yet. By the way. Are you prepared to do that though? Are you prepared to boycott? 50 some games if they use an opener 50 50 sometimes this year a third I'm of their saying games this firmly now i could waver at any moment just like on every other <laughs> thing i do but uh yes i could but the uh, martin perez is the interesting case here because he's this year's anibal sanchez you know the analytics guys said sign and everybody said what's wrong with falby and it'll be signing anibal last year well, the analytics guys, the spin rate guys, the you know that they got over there, this Josh, whatever the hell his name is, Kulk or what are they, the the pitching guru genius that they hired from uh, Tampa before last season, he wanted Anibal, and you know they wish they'd kept him instead of brought. Yeah, you know, they got rid of him when they, they brought in Lance season. Lynn. He was great. Lance was Lynn stunk, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, he was – so they got rid of him when they brought in Lance Lynn. And now, this year, their guy is Martin Perez. They think that if they eliminate this pitch and emphasize that pitch and give him a different – they got something now they call the one-finger fastball. You know, you got the split finger and you got – I mean, you got the two – you know, the two-seamer and the four-seamer with the two fingers. They got a one-fingered – fastball now that they get a little more dip on it and okay. they had a bunch of pitchers throwing that and i don't know if that's one of them he's going to use or something like this but you walk by you gotta you gotta walk by rapidly these offices where the analytics guys are meeting because the brain power in there could kill you at any moment there's so much like <laughs> there's so much electricity coming out it's uh, is it one of those situations where you just walk by them and you instantly become smarter or? oh they don't they ignore you you know they ignore those they don't want any sports writers to ask them any questions because they oh. got they got secrets i mean this this Josh Kulk is, uh, I think it's Kulk, 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 I guess. He's, uh, he's like, he'll 
walk with his head down. You could walk, you could collide with him, and he wouldn't pay any attention to anybody. They're uh, they're they're keeping secrets that they don't want other people to know. Okay, I haven't. Did I tell you guys about this last week? I think I might have told Josh. And I haven't done the full. I haven't really talked to anybody. But the cameras they have now that they are mounting okay. at Target Field that show the hitter and the pitcher, and it takes in it takes all the bones and it it takes all the uh, fat and muscle off the body. The cameras and all you see is the skeleton. Really. And they're and they're they're looking at the skeleton movements, and I was thinking it was to correct the movements okay to, to correct that this guy isn't doing this to it sort of is, fix things mechanically yeah, yeah, so to it speak. is to some degree but more than that they're looking for a flaw that cannot be correct that will not be corrected okay that the guy does not load up properly at the plate or for his swing or something and it's also they're taking this information, what they see, and and then relating it to injuries too. So this is something like four years from now they will be able to tell themselves, well, he's got that same skeletal problem that mm. Bill did two years ago when he blew blew out some. It's 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 about injury prevention too, from what I understand. So. Wow, is this is this like a league wide? Is this no, like no, no? There's just... like three machines. The cheap Polads bought them one of these machines. There's about <laughs> two million bucks, I guess. There's only like three, two others in baseball, I guess. Wow, it's some highfalutin thing, like. But I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I still think, I, you know, I've always said golf and baseball are alike because if you don't have that little four inch move with your hands (laughs) or if you do one thing that's slightly off and it can ruin everything when you make that commitment right to get to swing the golf club or to swing the baseball bat if that little if you don't have that four inches of great wrists uh action great hand action yeah can't do any you know you you'll 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 have a slow bat for your whole life you know so i don't know but it's uh Baseball, and I said this, I guess, last week, too, has changed more in the last five years. And I've been covering this is my 45th spring training. Baseball has changed more in the last five years than it did in the first 40. Science and numbers, that's what it's oh, become. Oh, man. It's, it, but, but it's, Manny, you should look at uh, some of these rosters of, of the sports front office departments and the titles they come up with. Well, we now have, you know, with the Tampa Bay Rays, we got 28-year-old Princeton mathematics uh, graduate uh, Jonathan Ehrlichman as a bench coach, a 28-year-old kid who never played above T-ball. I'm not lying; he played wow. T-ball, and he's and and he's a bench. He's coach. in uniform now on the bench. He brought out the. Uh, uh, lineup card here the other day, a little you know wispy looking little fella, and he is called the process. You know you listen, you're listing the coaches, the process and analytics coach, and he's on the bench next to Kevin Cash. That's that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. 
That's incredible. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, just to your point, like even five years ago, that was no, like there, there was just no way that anybody would even really think about that. And they, because it was always, you know, you had, had, had the Don ball guys. Zimmer. You had Don Zimmer. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I think we should butt. <laughs> you know, Zim was the first. They, you know, they, I was telling Rocco this a couple of days ago. And, uh, how bench coach? There were no bench coaches in the early '90s. You know, it's like Gene Mock with Bob Boone might have been the first one. Now Bill Russell might have done that with Lasorda too, but mm-hmm. but I don't know if they ever gave him that title. But they were not common at all. And Zim is the guy that made everybody think, well, we all need a bench coach, right? Because uh, <laughs> he sat there next to Joe and told him to bunt once in a while. And I mean, Zim was a Zim was a. I mean, he was as throw throwback a baseball well, yeah. guy as he got. I mean, he was out in the, when the big brawl with the Yankees and Red Sox yes. in the playoffs. He was yeah, out but, there trying and, to fight and, Pedro. And that's what bench coaches were. They were crusty old guys who, you know, could say, hey, hey I don't know about this. We should, you know, this is the time to hit and run. This is the time to change pitchers. And that's, you know, that's gone way beyond that now. That's they, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. It's, oh, in, it's incredible the way this, the way everything is just yeah, well, changing. Hey, everybody's got an eight coach. Well, 70, I'd have to look up and see what the year was, but I was covering the Twins. 76, 77. Calvin had three coaches. <laughs> yeah, Buck Rogers was the, was the they had a uh, bullpen catcher warming people up, but Buck Rogers was the pitching coach and the bullpen coach. <laughs> then they had Ralph Rowe coaching first and Vern Morgan coaching third and Frank Willisey and that was it so it had to be 76 I think 76 they had uh, 75 or 6 they had three coaches they now got eight and then they got another guy who's kind of up in the up in the clubhouse who's almost a coach too so they now have eight so Un- it's uh, unbelievable it, it is and they are taking a lot of the fun out of the game and they don't really they're having fun you know they're having fun doing all these. All these guys with the Eastern educations are having fun doing this stuff, but they're not making it fun. Having their nerd conventions. They're not making it fun for those of us watching the ball games. So <laughs> hopefully, but it, there is a tendency to uh, want to put the ball in play again anyway. The, 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 there's more teams are getting turned off by the massive numbers of strikeouts that's why we need our guy Astadio to make the roster oh, oh he's on the roster he's got to be <laughs> he has yeah. to be well he's one of their best players <laughs> he's the other you know the other day he comes up runner on third first pitch about a foot off the plate hits the fly ball to right field you got to run and then he's <laughs> catching and he did you didn't see that game wasn't on tv i guess he just gunned a guy down boom Really? They like him behind the plate now too. They're, they they didn't think they would, but they like him behind the plate. He, he does all that framing stuff, and he he gets so low that the umpire gets a good look at the low pitch. But here's another thing: they I think Dan Hayes was working on a piece on this, and he was talking to me about it. They thought watching all the videotape last year that they lost that they that the umpires were missing. Three low strikes per game for their pitchers. So they are now teaching all this cat, these catchers this method of getting lower and giving the umpire a better view of the low strike. 
And, I mean, they're all, they're doing Tony Pena type stuff, trying to, uh, you know, get get as low as they can. And uh, they have this whole new catching program go. They got some kid over there who's like the guru of catching hmm. and trying to change everything. And uh, my theory is it's they might have missed the low strikes just because they missed low pitches. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, you call 250 pitches a game and you miss 15 of them, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and you a know? lot of these guys, they, so, they have their own strike zones. They're going to call things how, yes. they, how they see fit. I, I, I think what they were saying, though, is that this guy was consistently calling this pitch, and then three times he didn't. And okay. Blaming the catcher for it. Garver apparently was horrible at it. Mm. You know, it had like this terrible rating as far as getting strikes for his pitching. But he's like gone nuts on it. He's he's dedicated his whole off season and everything to becoming better at a, for want of a better word, a pitch framer. But. So do you think you think Willie will get a fair amount of games behind the plate then? I don't know how they'll use him. He's playing uh, third base today, though. Okay. Gonna, no, he's uh, he's going to be there. They're going to have. He's going to follow Marwin around the field. Marwin's <laughs> going to play every. You know, I, I, they like him a lot. They really do. I mean, yeah. it's it's become more than a comedy act. They like him a whole bunch. Because he can, you know, puts the ball in play. Uh, he can play anywhere, and he's not bad behind the plate. And uh, in, you know, as as we said, with a three-man band, you know, damn well that they're going to say they're going to start with twelve pitchers, but by they'll have thirteen April at some 15th, point. They'll have thirteen. Yeah, and uh, although I heard they might start the season this year with eleven because the really? schedule, with the schedule so. Lucy Goosey at the time. Oh, yeah. So many probably. off days uh, that they might start it with 11. But uh, it's, uh, it you know, it is. I don't know whether to, you know, I'm too, too old to dive into this crap, you know. But it's, <laughs> it is fascinating that uh, what, what, what's going on. And then they're all, you know, they, it's all state secrets, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, pretty, Funny, but hey, I think they've had a fair off season, don't you? I yeah, mean, everybody I, wants them to get a pitcher, but you got Marwin Gonzalez, who's the best utility guy in I baseball. I think the I thought the Gonzalez pickup was really good. I think the the Cruz pickup was really solid. Yeah. I mean, they, I, Pat, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't, I don't it know if they're going to win the, the division, pitch. but depends on pitching. Yeah, yeah, I think the lineup will be okay. Yeah, the lineup looks like it's going to be good and versatile, and you have guys that can play anywhere on the field and. You know, the the rotation is a little bit of a question mark when you get past, you know, Barrios and Gibson. But, I mean, there's – I think they have a chance to be competitive and good, and I think I think they're going to keep us interested well into well into September at least. I'm having a lot of fun on Twitter with the uh, Twins. With the, the Twins can do no right crowd. <laughs> did, you, did you see the one? I, I was very proud of this one. I said, Max Kepler's two for two, both home runs today. Buxton killed the ball yesterday. Sano's rare look in the best shape since 2015. And raring to go or something like that, that I said. <laughs> Bottom line, the American League has been put on notice. (laughs) (laughs) 
And here they came. You're an idiot. You're senile. It's great. Now I do feel like I do feel like with the third baseman, because it it looks as though he physically he's you know aside from the the cut that he has on his heel, physically he looks. Yeah, he looks, well, he you, looks you, good, right? Have you right? seen his face and stuff? I mean, he's, he, he's not the... He's not the you know, big he can doughy tuck guy. His, he can tuck his shirt in, though, for one thing. <laughs> yeah, he looks good. He really... I mean, I'm, I'm not lying. And he's, his demeanor is much better. He's... Uh, he, uh, I think after that thing with the cop and, you know, that he had to buy his way out of probably <laughs> down there, uh, he's... I don't know. Somebody got to him, but he, he seems... Uh, I did hear he had a religious conversion, but I haven't had a chance hmm. to. Uh, but I, I don't know about that. I think so. I think my only question about him, Pat, though, is because we yeah. saw last year. You know, when they sent him down to Fort Myers last year, and he spent that time down there, and he came up, and he was what was it, twenty pounds lighter or something so, like yeah, that? Yeah, he was. But he still that that approach at the plate still wasn't but, didn't but look good. And here's that's the what difference. I'm looking at. Here's the difference. People want to know how much weight he lost over the winter. Well, he might have lost four pounds. Right. But he, he's, it's different. You know, that 20 pounds he last, lost last year, he lost 20 pounds. Yeah. There was nothing that went with it. You know, this is, I mean, this is, he's solid. He looks good. He might be 268, but that's about as good as you're going to get. If, if, he could, if he can maintain this, they're fine. They you know, he looks like he could be able to move and stuff. Here's the problem. As a veteran of being on the road with baseball teams, the 2 a.m. pizza can get you and you can gain 20, <laughs> you know. You know, you go have, yeah. you know, the Twins have had, many guys have had that problem. You go have three toddies and and then you order room service at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's always sudden, tempting, all right? All of a sudden you're back to 285. The, the, the 1 a.m., you know, little oh, yeah. personal pizza is always uh, always a tempting I tempting said thing. this to Judd yesterday. The greatest appetite, uh, the thing that causes an appetite to explode, alcohol. <laughs> you know? Yes, that's very yeah, true. Not, you're always, that's very what do you want to do? What do you want to do after you <laughs> drink? You want to eat. Yeah, and and if you drink late at night, that means you're eating. I always say that my only problem, weight wise, as a baseball writer, was I had breakfast at noon, lunch at five, and dinner at two a.m. That was uh, that was uh, not a not a good formula for keeping it off. I'll well, that's that. why when you when you if you ever go downtown, and I can speak on my times of going out downtown and enjoying a few cocktails and a few beers that you you always look around downtown and the 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 pizza joints are always oh, open at yeah. one thirty in the morning because yeah, that's everybody why wants pizza, to that's why pizza lucci doesn't close at 10 p.m <laughs> I'll tell you. and uh all those other places well or the embers you know the oh yeah back in the day you know Putting uh, you know, embers going out of business pretty much saved the Twin Cities an average of forty. Every the, the drinking <laughs> Twin Cities an average of forty pounds a year. I would think. Uh, question so, for you, sir: Did you see our guy Aaron Hicks a seven-year seven year. extension with the Yankees? He's going to be thirty-seven when that contract ends, Pat. I know. I was talking to General Manager Levine today, and I said, did you see the Hicks contract? And he said, yeah, I just saw that. I said, does this mean the Twins officially lost the John Murphy Ryan, or John Ryan Murphy trade? <laughs> he says, I think the verdict is pretty well in. He said, yes, on that one. 
Boy, I'm amazed. I didn't realize he hit 27 last year. Did yeah, he? yeah. I didn't realize that. And he hit a bunch of left-handed. Who taught him to hit left-handed? Because he was hopeless with the Twins. Yeah, because wasn't left-handed. he? Yeah, remember one he, year tried he tried for to, two weeks. He tried to hit right-handed. He couldn't yeah, hit left-handed. He just he went exclusively right-handed. And I, right-handed. I gotta say, I was in the club that said he'll never be able to play because he can't. He's a switch hitter who can't hit left-handed. And I was wrong. Somebody got him. Somebody fixed him. And uh, plus, he's strong. I mean, he's he was always a nice sized kid, but he's. Have you seen him? Yeah, he looks. He looks he's got big. Muscles on his muscles. Yeah. Seven year yeah, extension though. That's uh, yes. only seventy million though. Only about ten million a year. Yeah, Oof. play a lot of golf for that, man. <laughs> you know that was the other thing with the twins. You thought he liked golf better than baseball, because uh, he was, uh, you know, he's like a plus. He's a, a below par a handicapper. He's like a plus two. He's a he's a great golfer. Okay, we got to mention Coach Patino's uh, boys. I suppose. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, and uh, it's okay, going to be an uphill battle for them to get I, into the dance, sir. I have tried to be calm this year with Coach Patino's fans, but he got me when I was reading Marcus's gamer last night. Mm-hmm. That his quote about. You just have to keep it going and try to steal one on the road or something like that. You're going to Northwestern. <laughs> yes. They are 3 and 13. They are 2 and 5 at home including recent losses at home to Rutgers and Penn State. Yeah. You do not have to steal one on the road against Northwestern. Just go in and win. All you have to do is show up and actually play. And don't play like you all eat it need an enema for great. Come yeah. on. You know, well, God Almighty. What, what what gets me too is we're seeing a lot of, you know, the 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 Twitter universes, the defenders of him are saying, well, you know he doesn't have a point guard right now. Well, well yes, he, he he's not. Rec- that that's still on him. He, he has to recruit one. He got the guy from New York, four stars. He got the one. He got his point guard. He was wrong, and you know that's his. You cannot say the NCAA robbed him on Marcus Carr when there's when you get the guy and there's only a 50-50 chance he's going to be eligible. Right. You got to have another plan in case they don't. Let him be eligible. And, you know, if, or if you watch Isaiah Washington last year and see how terrible he is as a shooter mm-hmm. and a decision maker, you got to go get somebody outside of a transfer. You got to go get another point guard. What the hell? Yeah. He has no excuses this year. Curry missed a few games, uh, but Curry's been back for the. You know, the Big Ten, right, basically? Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's no excuse. I yeah. mean, there's, there's no – you stop – it's year six. There yeah. are no excuses. One in NCAA six. tournament appearance in six years, Pat. Now, we'll and, see and you this year, year, but it's not very likely. This year they want to put them in, though, because the, the bottom half of the – you know, like the last 28 spots, there's nobody to give them to. Everybody, <laughs> every conference – uh, SEC is pretty good. ACC, you know, they got five. Every conference, like the Big Ten, they got five or six, right, that you can put in. 
Yeah. But the Pac-12 is going to get Washington. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's. But they can't, Pat. They can't. If they, let's, oh, no, if they you go, know, you no. got three games left, and if they you go one win and two. two. You got to win. Yeah, you got to yeah. win at least two, and I think yeah. you got to win two and maybe a game in the Big Ten tournament, really, to feel well, to feel and, confident. Yeah, right? Now, if they beat Purdue, I, they, if they beat Purdue, and they if they beat Northwestern and Purdue, they'll probably get in at nine and eleven. But mm. uh, if they, you know, if they if the only win is a home game with Purdue and you end up eight and twelve, uh, but can we all agree? Northwestern is pathetic. Go beat them. Yeah. You know, stop. You know, boy, I mean, did, they should have won last night, Pat. It was oh, Rutgers. 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 Well, didn't they have a 16-0 run? Something like that? Didn't Something they like score that, 16 yeah. straight points? Because North Rutgers couldn't make a shot if you locked them in the gym by themselves. <laughs> and you still managed to choke it away at the end. But here's another reason to fire it to Patino. The refs all hate him. Obviously, they're out to get him every year. We, we oh get, yeah, that, that's the excuse robbed. we hear all we the time. We get robbed right? every game. Every you know? time, every time well, they lose a game, it's Big Ten. And and look, you and I, we both know Big Ten officiating is spotty yes, here and there. But but come on, you on know? that foul last night, it wasn't a two shot foul, but it could have been a one shot foul because mm-hmm. he did. He bumped them on. You know, he gave him a good bump. As he was on the drive, so you could have called him for a one. You know, I don't know where they did they have ten fouls. I I don't know if if it would have been a two shot situation. Ah, but there was a there was a, a question. There was a foul on it, but I know it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily it wasn't the act of shooting foul. It was when he still had the ball. It was fouled on it. But uh, it, it is. Can you explain to me though why people? Are so determined to defend this game. Why? You I, know, why do they? My guess is that. I mean, they giving it. They're giving him so much more leeway than we gave Munson or Tubby. Yeah. Why? Tubby, I mean, Tubby why? made the tournament three times in six years yes, and yes, won a did. game in yes, his last did. year yes. and got fired. Now, I mean, whether or not Tubby should have been fired, I mean, that that's a whole other debate. But he should have been bu- fired if you can hire somebody. You better know. You better know that you got a chance to hire somebody that's on your top six before you fire them, right? Yeah. And the bottom line is we're six years into this now, and we've got no, one, I mean, in, no, one NCAA no, he, tournament appearance so far. And... He deserves to be fired just as much as Munson did and more so than Tubby did on, on performance. He's 38 in... 69 in Big Ten play. Oh, my God. 38 and 69 in Big Ten play, and we're Ooh. debating whether he should stick around or not. Oh, my gosh. Or, no, they're 7 and 10, right? So 39 7 and 10. And 39 and, yes, 39 and 39, 39 and 69. He's, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, he was 31 and 59 when this year started. He's lost 10. That makes it 69. He's won 7. He's 38 and 69. That's in the Big Ten. I mean, why? Why is this a debate? <laughs> Whether he should stay or not? Why are we arguing about it? And yeah. stop making excuses. It's part of the. See, that's you know, that's the, the thing one that's, year. That's well, good. he had suspension. So whose fault is that? That's you know? uh, well. That's the other thing, Pat. Is when pe- people make excuses for college coaches, they have to remember this is not 
This is not the pros where you have a coach and then you have a GM who makes a bunch of personnel decisions and then you kind of look at it and say, well, the GM's done a bad job and the coach is only working with what he's got. In college, the coach, you, is, the, coach is the guy. He is You're the guy the recruiting. Manager. He's the guy coaching. He's the guy putting the whole team together. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand uh, the constant excuses. I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally with you on it. And now you got Northwestern, which – and here's the other problem too, Pat. When is – how many times have the Gophers gone into Northwestern, regardless, <laughs> regardless of how good or bad Northwestern is, and completely laid an egg in that building? You weren't born when the worst of those ever occurred. 1973. Okay. Uh, we're back. That's the days. Who would have been coaching then? Bill Mussum. Bill, okay, Mussum. That's okay. the day, days of only the Big Ten champ went to the tournament. You know. Oh, no yeah, because tur- it was no only tournament. 32. Yeah, 20, oh, no, hell, 21 or 22, teams, okay. 23. You know, you had a. You had the certain number of buys, and then you had seeded teams. But they'd won in 72, right? They'd mm-hmm. won the tournament, and then they won one. They never played good in the tournament, got beat in the second round. Which is second round back then was the Sweet 16. <laughs> but the next year, they're going to win the Big Ten, uh, you know, outright. No, we didn't even have to kick the crap out of Ohio State on the, on, you know, on the, on the court to, uh, you know, we didn't even have to have a riot to win that one. We're going to, we're going to win that one that year. And they, that was a great team, man. Uh, B. Hagen Brewer, Clyde Turner, uh, they were, that was terrific. And they're playing Iowa at home. And if they, they win their last two, they got Iowa at home, which is good. And then they're at Northwestern, which is terrible. And they are beating Iowa at halftime, and they decide to have the Jim Brewer. Let's honor Jim Brewer, our senior star, at halftime. (laughs) They have the ceremony (laughs) at halftime and come out and lay an egg in the second half and get beat by Iowa. And then... I think they're still going to tie for the title, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and look. And they go down to Northwestern and get beat. And uh, so they lost their last two. They ended up going to the NIT or something. But uh, it was, that, was, that was the worst ever loss at Northwestern because of what the stakes were. But they've had, you know, Tubby's teams, well, you got to oh, say, they, they had no idea what to do with that zone. <laughs> Munson's team, that goofy Northwestern what was the guy before Chris Collins? The guy was there, Bill um, Bill Foster, was it? Bill Foster. Oh, let's see. I, was, I can't remember who it was. He ran that zone, and our boys thought it was trigonometry. I'll have to look it up. But. Our boys thought it was trigonometry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't handle it. But uh, I don't know. You, this is uh, – I, I just don't know. I mean, he's he seems like a decent enough fella, but that isn't a good enough reason to support him. We're paying him $2 million a year. You can't win 38 Big Ten games in six seasons. And Bill declare, Carmody, is that what you're thinking? Bill, Bill Carmody. Carmody. Bill yeah. Carmody, yeah. Bill Carmody. Yeah, he had that zone and that kind of that slow-moving offense and stuff, <laughs> but you can't. Meanwhile, you know Judd has got to be really depressed, doesn't he? 
because the Wild won a game yesterday, and he wants three in a row. <laughs> Trading deadline today. Did we trade? Have we traded anybody? Yet? I don't know if we've traded anybody. How else, but... how could you break up this team? <laughs> they're, they're on fire. They're, they're on a surge. The Blues came in here all haughty, and our boys beat them. I'd on say fire. you got to take your shot in hockey. Hell, if you limp into the playoffs, you might win. Well, Bruce guaranteed they were going to go to the playoffs. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's, well, I'm not sure. They, I mean, Jim Fossil guaranteed playoffs for the Giants back in 2000. They went all the way to the Super Bowl. Yes. I was there for <laughs> one of the finest sporting events I've ever attended. <laughs> 41 Donut. 41 Donut. <laughs> I think, in fact, if I ever get a headstone, I'm going to have on it. Remember 41 Donut. <laughs> Never forget. But Donato gets the game winner yesterday yes. for the yeah, boys. How about the kid, huh? He's uh, yeah. His daddy was on that 1989 Harvard team that beat Wooger in the all-time heartbreaker at uh, Civic Center, costing Woogie what would have been his one national championship. His dad Ted was a great player, but yeah, this kid was a star on uh, on one of those junior teams. I think that won the world championship for the U.S. So yeah, he's a good player. I, I thought that was a good trade. Get rid of that mutt. Charlie Coyle, uh, the Niederreiter trade, you got nothing in return. But this, you know, Charlie, Charlie, let him go. Uh, let him go. Uh, sleepwalk through half his games in Boston. That'll be fine. <laughs> they won't. Uh, they won't be uh, quite as. Uh, kind of Charlie out there in Boston Ooh, on the East yeah. Coast. As well, they were here. everybody says, well, he's going home. He's a Boston U guy. Yeah, he left at midseason because the coach <laughs> hated him. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like he's a proud graduate of Boston, of BU or anything. So, uh, anyway, but uh, I hope they make the playoffs just to irritate Just Judd. to irritate Judd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Timberwolves, sir, they uh, split a couple over the weekend. They beat the they beat the Knicks Friday without Cat. How, how, how the hell did they with hang, Milwaukee on Saturday? How did they hang in there and score so many points? Were they, did the Bucks have that? Have the Bucks now reached a point where you can have that three-quarter indifference like so many great NBA teams do? And uh, maybe. Just but, keep it. But they gave up, what, 100 and what they get, 110 or some damn thing, didn't they? I mean, they were they were scoring like crazy against them. I don't know. Yeah, they both uh, both teams had 100 through uh, through three quarters, so it was. Uh, yeah, I defense saw that. was a little bit optional that day, but both teams can shoot pretty well. So. I think the Bucks have the best record in the league, right? Yeah, they do, and they're actually they're they're, they're trying to hold off uh, they're trying to hold off Toronto. Toronto's right behind them. Uh, Toronto had bad loss. You see, Orlando kicked a living bejeebers out of them. Yeah. Orlando's run like six games in a row. They might end up being in the – I don't even know who anyone who ever plays for them, but uh, they've won uh, fibers. I was looking at the standings just when I saw Orlando beat them to see what the record was. And, and then, uh, of course, the Wolves beat the Knicks on Friday, and then the Knicks won a home game. Who did they beat? They beat San Antonio. They beat the Spurs. Oh, Pop. Yeah, Pop. Holy – Yeah, the Knicks game won. had to have been pretty entertaining. That's victory number 12, right? I think they were eleven yeah, and forty-seven it, or something when they lost to the. They uh, well, they they didn't they lose twenty or twenty-one in a row the all-time Knicks franchise uh, record. Yeah, well, they they, were, they had lost. Uh, I think it was nineteen home games in a row before last night. They hadn't they hadn't won a home game since December first. What's the word on cat? It sounds like Cat's lucky he's alive. Concussion protocol he's through right now, so I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna play tonight against the Kings or not. But uh, that's why it, he missed the last two games. It sounds like, uh, but semi. I don't like that getting rear-ended by a semi stuff. You know, I'd rather get it rear-ended by a like a 
little tiny Volkswagen bug or something than a semi. It must not have been a crushing blow, else, uh, else uh, we would have been looking for a new superstar. But uh, yeah. wow, wow, yeah, getting rear-ended by it. That's not good. All right, a couple of things before we wrap up here. So oh, we gotta one, we gotta have uh, a positive pat here eventually. Yes, so. yes. I'm, uh, I'm thinking hard now. Okay, I was pretty excited about doing this with you today when when Mackie told me that uh, I was gonna fill in for Judd because it's in some ways it's like a ride with Roycey reunion. Sure. Yeah. And you remember when we did the ride with Roycey at the end of every first hour we did this day in history. Yes. Well, today February 25th, sir, I am wearing a shirt. That has Muhammad Ali on it. Do you know why? Because February on twenty fifth, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't Zaire, was it? Nope. It was uh, on this day, fifty five years ago, February twenty fifth, nineteen sixty four. He knocked out Sonny Liston. Ooh, yeah. And this shirt that I'm wearing actually has, and of course, if you're listening, now, you can't this see the it. First, was that the first fight or the second? This is the first fight, February twenty okay. fifth, nineteen sixty four, and I have. The shirt that I'm wearing is the picture of him standing over Sonny Liston as he uh, knocked him down. Well, I got, uh, having been around then, in fact, I was listening to it on the radio in the Star Tribune, uh, in the Minneapolis Morning Tribune, as a copy boy. Do you know that most of America was rooting for Sonny Liston, basically a, you know, a prisoner, you know, a guy with, mobbed up guy with, yeah. who would serve jail time instead of Cassius Clay. We were rooting for, I, I don't think I was, I think I was kind of neutral, but we couldn't stand Cassius Clay because he had brought taunting to American sports oh, to build up that. that fight. No, we had none of you. There was no taunting oh. until he came along to sell tickets for that fight with Sonny Liston. A, we were sure Sonny was going to kill this mouthy kid. <laughs> and B, you, can you believe a guy saying bad things about his opponent? They didn't even do that. Pro wrestling was the only place where that occurred before Cassius came along. And then, of course, you know, then he, I don't know how much longer later it was that he announced he was changing his name, wasn't it? Was it like the next day, maybe? Might have and, been, and then we were now. Holy cow! What the heck? <laughs> then we were really, then we were really nervous about him. But uh, uh, we, uh, anyone who was around then and looks back and uh, tells you how they were rooting for uh, uh, Muhammad is probably lying. But I, I'm in retrospect, uh, we were this. Uh, this made us a much better country when Muhammad won. Yes, it did. All right, sir. Positive Pat, what do we have? Uh, positive Pat, well, we have the Wilds' relentless march to the playoffs. We got that going for us. We got uh, Timberwolves. Uh, how about the how about the revival of Luol Deng? Yeah. What the hell is this? Yeah, he's well rested. Well rested after a year and a half of not play yeah. not only did Tibbs not play him what he play one game the previous year right did pretty, he play it one pretty game? much yeah one game yeah. with the Lakers and so that's, Tibbs that's brought good. him in here and Tibbs wouldn't even play him no Tibbs wouldn't I think Tibbs brought him in telling him listen you're not going to play unless somebody gets hurt <laughs> so I guess we got that that is a positive but uh I uh, I think that uh as you said earlier I think these when you look at the AL Central 
And the fact that Cleveland has regressed, uh, the division's probably going to take 84. And this team might be better than we think. It, it, if, it looked pretty if, good. It's a, it's up to Buxton and Snow, but if those two guys become players, then you got a pretty good lineup. And, uh, you know, it's here's the other thing, though. If, buy a program when you go to the games because who's the, the, you might have three different pitchers tomorrow than you had today. There's going to be the, <laughs> the new modern shuffle of pitchers is uh, very interesting. But, uh, yeah, get your tickets now for that March 28th. Uh, be, be a beautiful sunny day in, uh, in uh, Minnesota by that. You think the Minnesota River water will be up to the target field level after this snow melts? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it's even flowing. It might still be, uh-huh. uh, you know, it might still be frozen. Who knows? All righty, sir. Good All stuff. right, and uh, we we didn't really get unchained uh, today. I guess we uh, we we had a very mellow uh, we had a very mellow uh, podcast today. But uh, nice talking to you, Manny. You got it, sir. That's Roycey Unchained. Find it on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.